All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk in the House. How y'all doing? It's been a moment since we last had a conversation. And uh, yeah, man, we have a lot to talk about. Why I've been gone, you know, there's been some stuff going on. We had two debates go on, and uh, a militia trying to kidnap a governor. The Brianna uh, Taylor grand jury takes were released. I mean, all kind of stuff. And we're going to see if we can't get it all covered today. You know what I mean? Because it's Monday. A lot of y'all ain't got nothing to do because y'all. So, hey, let's have a conversation. Let's talk. All right, let me tell you how you can be a part of the show. The easiest way is give me a call at 347-838-8622. Once again, that's 347-838-8622. You can email me at ericletsletstalk at gmail.com. And don't forget our chat room is open at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. Okay, so those are all the ways you can talk to me today on the show. And I definitely want to hear what's on your mind. You know, had, what, two weeks? About two weeks to, to think about some things. Uh, let me hear what's on your mind today. But before we go any further, y'all know how we do it. We got to get you some music going here. And uh, we got a little slow and we got a little fast. But just something to make you think a little bit, all right? So, without further ado, here's your songs of the day.
life. Now what's the meaning of the line? Tell me. Well, it's like dreaming of your goals, ambitions. I'm feeling free. I'm on this mission to achieve. Achieve what? What's in your mind? I see what you believe you should gain. Mm-hmm. Satisfaction becomes a shining example, a test of the sample of a new race. That has the ample supply of positivity. You mean flow? Well, like electricity. So, you see a clear way with no ambiguity. Don't you know?
Have a dollar. In fact, no, nah, brother man, here, have two. Two dollars means a snack for me, but it means a big deal to you. Be strong, serve God only. Know that if you do, beautiful heaven awaits. That's the poem I wrote for the first time. I saw a man with no clothes, no money, no plate, Mr. Winter. That's his name. No one ever knew his name, cause he's a no one. Never thought twice about spending on an old bum until I had a chance to really get to know one. Now that I know him, the give of money isn't charity. He gives me some knowledge, I buy him some shoes. And I think black spend all that money on big colleges. Still, most of y'all come out confused. Go ahead, Mr. Winter. Without the worries of a quick to this society For Mr. Windows a bum His only worries are sickness and an occasional harassment By the police in their chase Uncivilized we call him But I just saw him eat off the food we waste Civilization, are we really civilized? Yes or no, who are we to judge? When thousands of innocent men can be brutally enslaved or killed over a racist grudge Mr. Window has tried to warn us about our ways But we don't hear him talk Is it his fault when we've gone too far And we got too far, cause of him we've walked Mr. Window, a man, a human in flesh, but not by law. I bid you dignity to stand with pride. Realize that all in all, you stand tall. Go ahead, Mr. Window. I'm talking about right there. You didn't get one, two, but three songs today. Hey, you can't even argue with that, right? <laughs> three good songs, too. They got a message behind them if you listen to the words. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Y'all don't know nothing about that, do you? I know. 
All right, so welcome back to Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk. And um, yeah, man, we got a lot to talk about. Hey, you know, before uh, the music, I got mentioned that the uh, Supreme Court nominee hearing going on, information hearings going on. And it plays on into the debate that's going to have over the debate on um, the last couple weeks. So, yeah, that's right on time. Got some interesting information about that as well. But, before we always started here, let me see how you can be a part of the show. Because the issue is because you, the listener, let me know thinking we have a conversation. That's why it's called that stuff. So, please just give me a call, 347 You can email me, Eric, let's L-E-T-S, talk at gmail.com. And don't forget our chat room is open at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. All right, so those are all the ways, and I want to hear from you today because we have a lot going on, a lot, a lot, a lot going on. So, yeah. Yeah. So, that's where we are, and this is where we're about to go. Um, As I mentioned before, over the last couple of weeks, I think I've only been gone a week, though, basically. But anyway, yeah, because last time we did a show, the presidential debate was coming on the day after. Yeah, and I didn't do a show last week, so yeah, okay, we're good now. All right, so two weeks, two debates, and uh, <laughs> I mean, what can you really say about the debates, right? Especially the first one. I mean, because it was funny and evasive at the same time. It, it really was. You know, uh, the president's, I'm, I'm talking about the presidential one right now. The president, and well, we're going to talk about the flying a little bit too. But anyway... <laughs> All right now I'm talking about uh, President Trump and Joe Biden. Um, yeah, that 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 was hilarious. You know, the, the the president he did his he did his thing. He did his thing. He stayed on the party line or whatever that was. He decided at that time, and um, he just continued to attack Joe Biden by interrupting him. You know, basically calling him dumb. I mean, it, it was funny. It, it really was. Um, but then there was a couple of things that were said there. I don't know how many of you picked up on it, but um, yeah, I had I heard it the first time, so I had the unfortunate pleasure of having to go back and listen to it again. And um, yes, I was right as I said it. Um, yeah, there's some issues. I mean, the president, you know, he he tried to corner Biden on um, packing the courts. And we all know what packing the court is. If not, I'll tell you about that too. Um, his son in Ukraine and taking money from um, uh, the Russian wife mayor. And, I mean, it, it was just uh, uh, typical President Trump. It really was attacking, attacking, attacking. You know, not saying anything uh, worthwhile for the most part, but yeah, this President Trump and and Biden. Let me let me explain something to y'all because I've heard a lot of things said about um, the way Joe Biden um, talks. Um, sometimes when y'all see him about to form some words and he likes stutters, basically is what it is. He 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 may stutter or bump over some words for a moment. That's because as a child, Joe Biden had a stuttering problem, and what you see a lot of times is uh uh. Remnants of the severe studying problem he had as a child in his younger age. So 
you know, before y'all start talking about Joe Biden not coherent, whatever, the man is handling his business. He's trying to keep from stuttering on air in front of the camera. Okay, so a little background. So next time y'all see him, you know, you want you, for those that have open minds, because I know some of y'all y'all gonna say whatever. And let's be honest, you got two old white men running for the presidency of the United States. <laughs> that really, really sounds good, doesn't it? <laughs> It really sounds good, but uh, yeah, so next time y'all look at Biden, he gets ready to kind of say something and bumbles a little bit, yeah, that's what that's all that is, okay? Now, as long as it don't get any worse, we'll be good, I guess. <laughs> and, you know, the other funny part about the, the, the debate was the president said, well, I guess I'm debating Mike Wallace, who was the moderator, too. I'm debating you, too. And then George, Mike Wallace says, well, let's switch. You want to switch seats? <laughs> I know a lot of people missed that part, but it was quite kind of funny because I think at that time, Wallace had gotten tired of the president just not paying attention to the rules, which seems to be a thing with um, this administration. But anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> so that was, that was, you know, the beginning, basically, or doing out. But there was some other things, you know, in between the laughter and, you know, Biden calling the president a clown and <laughs> this man. And <laughs> it, it was hilarious, the things they were doing. And I think the president, I mean, Vice President Biden uh, kind of sort of, he maintained pretty well. He maintained, put it this way, he did better than I would have. That's for sure. <clears throat> Don't let man come on. But then Biden did say that, but I probably would have said it in a different way. But all in all, the president really didn't say anything uh, substantial. Somewhat, somewhat, because he did throw a little couple of barbs in there that um, the average American citizen has no idea about. And, um, you know, Joe Biden just glanced over it because it was the smart thing to do. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> you know, only in America can you have a debate with the president and call him a liar to his face. <laughs> it really is. Well, there used to be nothing you could do about it, but I don't know about with this administration. They may go after Joe Biden for that. Speaking of that, um, you know, uh, during the debate, the president brought up his new signature thing that – um members of the senior members of the Obama administration should be arrested. So now he's upset because uh, the DOJ will not arrest Joe Biden. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? He is, they are upset because he will not, will not arrest Joe Biden. <laughs> and other uh, members of the Obama administration. It, it, it's just hilarious, but he continues to push and push and push, although there have been investigations from within his own party committees uh, that said it's a waste of time. There's nothing there. You know, so it's interesting that he keeps pushing that narrative. And we know why, because his base is going to believe it no matter what. Yeah, no matter what, his base is going to believe whatever you tell him. And we've seen that already. So <laughs> it's interesting. It, it really is. But let's get to some of the highlights of the of the, of the presidential um, debate because, like I said before, there were some things that were said 
that uh, I don't think a lot of people paid attention to, um, especially by Trump in between, you know, his rant, his rantings. Uh, yeah, he says some kind of important stuff there. And uh, we're going to talk about it right about now. Okay, so the Supreme Court nomination, as I said before, that is going on now. You know, the first first day of hearing started today. And, of course, it was the same old rigmarole. The Democrats, you know, setting up their table to attack and the Republicans setting up their table to defend. And, of course, we know how it's going to end up in the end, right? Uh, Amy Connie Barry will be confirmed to and become the ninth Supreme Court Justice of the United States of America. Yeah. Which will give the Republicans or the conservatives uh, a five to four majority. Yes, well, mainly 63, I think, because one is like in the middle. But anyway, so yeah, so it's important that they get this through. But let's talk about this. Okay. Um, this is one of the things that, that Trump said, and I don't care what side of the fence you're on, you can't argue with it because it is actually sound logic, which is something that you usually don't say when you think about President Trump. But it is. It's sound logic. He said, uh, we have the Senate, we won the White House, and elections have consequences. Okay? Now, we're going to stop right there for a minute. We have the Senate, confirms the justices. We won the White House, he is the president, and elections have consequences. Is why they're trying to hurry up and get this through. And everything he said there was the truth. Was the truth? You can't. You can't, there's no way you can argue with that kind of that, that type of thinking. Any regular person would say, you know, if if you in a tug of war and the prize is a car and you pull your opponent past the line or in the mud or have what the you know what the line is, that other person can't come back and say, well, no, we have to wait. No, we need to do it again. No, no, not at all. You know why? Because you won. Because you won. And regardless of what they say, that the the, the stance that the Republicans are saying are taking right now. Now we know back in in sixteen fifteen when um, President Obama was trying to get um, his nominee on, and the Republicans they fought it. They said no, it's not happening. We're not doing it. Mitch McConnell. And if you look at it, the same thing, <laughs> look, the same thing happened then. The Senate was the Republicans. They had the House. They had this um they had the, 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 the Senate. So I understand that everybody wanna get upset and say, No, it's an election year, but the facts are the facts. The Republicans on the Senate, the White House said that there's there really was much you can uh, you can say about that. <laughs> there really was nothing you can say about that because that was factual. It really was. Now whether he meant what he meant that, uh, that shows he's winning. So the president meant for he don't say that Democrats not have to do the same thing. 
and he gave an example with um, Judge Garland. That's the um, Supreme Court says that um, Obama was trying to get through. You know, uh, yeah, was trying to get through. Um, but they did not have control of the Senate. Basically, they, the Republicans, have the right to do it. And that was it in the bottom, at the bottom line. That was it. That was it. So if they go ahead and, and nominate this this lady, um, then they did what they want, they were supposed to do. They won. <laughs> See, and that, that's what you have to realize about politics. It, it's about who wins. It's not about the American people. It's about who ideology wins and what they hope to get out of it. Yeah. Now, in the same debate, Joe Biden, um, of course, went with the partisan line that the American people have the right to choose who is seated on the Supreme Court by choosing their senators and president of the United States. Now, I see, without even thinking about it, old Joe then, then basically backed up what Trump said. Hard for some of y'all to hear, but it's, it's facts. Those aren't facts. He just said it. He said it. The American people have the right to choose who is seated on the Supreme Court by choosing their senators and president of the United States. Yeah. Go back to the early statement of Trump. We have the Senate. We won the White House. And elections have consequences. Bam. Put those two together. Hey, Trump won that point. <laughs> I it, it's so simple. You know, the normal person misses because their ideology, the ideology is, is so one-sided. To you overlook things like this. You overlook things like this. But those two statements go together. They do. I know it's hard for some of y'all. Um, and then, of course, he went to say that uh, Judge Barrett would get rid of the Affordable Care Act. Women health care rights would end up as well as pre-existing conditions. So basically he's saying if that was to come up before the court, the Supreme Court, while um, this judge is on there, she's going to vote against all that. Well, we don't know. We don't know. Um uh, Joe Biden went on on to say that you know he wants to expand the Affordable Care Act, which is Obamacare for some of y'all, and the Republicans want to eliminate Roe versus Wade, you know, abortion rights, and he would not commit to whether he would support ending the filibuster or packing the Supreme Court. Now we're gonna take this piece by piece because we got to go to the first part, um, and this thing about the Supreme Court. Uh, nominee Barrett. Now, in that exchange, I know a lot of y'all missed it, but presidents started yelling, who's on your list? Who's on your list? Where's your list, Joe? Where's your list? Now, once again, for the normal citizen, it sounds funny. It really does. It sounds funny because the president, you know, he's being the president. (laughs) <laughs> now, 
Let me tell you what he meant by the list. See, because when the president, when he was elected, okay, when the president was elected, he was given a list of 25 conservative, conservative judges' names, okay, by Mitch McConnell. See, Mitch McConnell is playing a big role in this. It's like throwing a rock and hiding your hand because I got a knucklehead that, that do what I want him to do right now because he's not smart enough to figure anything out for himself. I'm just saying. Um, yeah. But anyway, he was given a list of 25 names of judges. All right. And uh, that's who he was supposed to choose these, these Supreme Court and, um, judges from. Now, backing up just a little bit, backing up a minute, why does the why is it the Republicans are really pushing, 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 pushing to get this judge in? And you have to go all the way back, all the way back to the eighties, Reagan. Y'all, y'all don't know how many of y'all remember um, Reagan's uh, Supreme Court nominee, Judge Robert Bork. So if you ever heard the, the term getting borked. That's what they're talking about. Um, basically, what happened was uh, Democrats they they went so hard that Bork, you know, was not confirmed to be on the Supreme Court. Yeah, yeah. And one of the reasons why because he wasn't he wasn't a part of a certain society. Number one, you know, and that angered McConnell because at that time McConnell had a little power. He didn't have a lot of power. So he was determined that that would never, never happen again to the Republican Party or Republican president. Okay? Now, of these 25 names that the president was given uh, when he first um, (laughs) took office, you know, they did include Kavanaugh and Gorich, right? So those names were on there. Just as Barrett's name is on this group list as well. Now, there's a group called the Federalist Society, okay, that was started in 1982, okay, by some law law students from Yale and the University of Chicago. Okay, they created this group. Now, the group name, once again, is the Federalist Society. Okay. Now, what they did, they created this group because they said they needed a counterbalance to the liberal ideology of law facilities around the country. Okay. Now, listen to its first faculty advisors were Robert H. Bork at Yale. Remember, we just talked about him. That's the that's the Reagan nominee that was uh, denied confirmation back in the eighties. And Antone Scalia, think about this, Scalia, y'all remember him? He's the one who died in office. That uh, the, the Kavanaugh took his spot. Yeah. Now, all these, the, those names right there are on this, are part of this Federalist Society. It was on this list. Y'all see where this is going? Her name is on this list. And out of 25 names, that's where they came from, the Federalist Society. Okay, this society has over 
70,000 members, okay? And they have a presence on almost every university campus in the cities. So this, this see, when, when, as I say a lot of times, when you go ahead and, and, and uh, when you start looking at uh, how things are going and what's and and wonders if there wonder if there's a purpose behind it. Now you know. Now you know. That's why it, it's so important. As I said before, Trump said in the debate, "We have the Senate. We won the White House, and elections have consequences." And societies like this, the federal societies, uh, make sure that consequences often fall in their favor. See, these are the things that you're not going to learn or you're not going to know about because politicians don't want you to know this. They don't. They don't want you to know this. Because then you'll figure out you, you'll figure out that they're not doing anything on their own. They're working for other people and that are not the American public. I'm just saying. Okay? Um, <laughs> you know, um, you know, the, the, they were pretty much under the table. Nobody really paid a lot of attention to the Federalist Society until the administration of George W. Bush. Okay? And once again, he's a Republican president, right? All, all of his federal judges that were appointed were either members of the Federalist Society or approved by the Federalist Society. So here you have an undercover group that's laying real low the, to the normal view, normal citizens, and they're running who become judges and who don't, depending on who's in office. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Now, why is it so important for for the, for the um, this lady to get on, on on the Supreme Court? Why? Well, every minute before from the debate, um, in the beginning, uh. uh Biden, Joe Biden went to say that if she gets on, she would get rid of the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare for some of y'all. Um, women have health, women health care rights within and pre-existing conditions, which is a part of Obamacare. He also said that if she gets on, there's a possibility that, and more likely that she would help eliminate Roe versus Wade. And when I say get rid of, see, you have to understand, uh, as I mentioned before, when when if she, when um, get, Barrett gets confirmed to see Supreme Court, she would have a chance to um, rule on these issues, which by the way are coming up real soon. That's why that's another reason why they have to rush it through. Okay, which as I said before would give them a majority. Yeah. Y'all see how all this is just falling in? But looking at the debate, you know, most people say, oh, it was funny. You know, he was hilarious. He's a, a jack, you know what, and so forth and so on. But there's more to it than this. And as I always say, certain when you listen to the key words and certain things that are said, 
you get a better understanding. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, why is this so important that um, they get another uh, conservative slash libertarian judge on there? Well, let's remember that the president has passed a lot of uh, signed a lot of executive orders and and things of that nature that have been challenged in courts around the world. I mean, around the country. And in a lot of cases, those courts are ruling against a lot of his, his policies. So once again, the, the bottom line is it may end up in the Supreme Court. So if I put somebody else in the Supreme Court that supposedly thinks the way I do, then, bam, we have a, 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 a chance of winning all of our all of our, our court cases to include the Supreme Court. Now, that's the thought process behind all this. That, that, that is the real thought process behind this. You know, and on paper, it is, it's a great plan. It really is. It's a great plan. You know, I have the majority. I get what I want. But then here comes that tricky part called human nature common sense, divine intervention, however you want to call it, that sometimes just throws a wrench into everything. Now, in the hearing this morning, the, the, the nominee, Harris, said, you know, a lot of times she looks, to, she looks to her kids when she was looking to make a decision. Now, see, that, that, that throws a whole wrench into everything. I mean, it sounds good, but it throws a wrench into everything. It really does. Because those that have kids or us who have had kids, well, still have kids, but y'all understand what I'm saying, that, uh, yeah, sometimes kids can say the darnest thing that would change your mind. You may not give them credit for it, but that's the truth. But once again, you know, this is a process, a, a show, a circus that must be done. So everybody has to get have to get up there and posture. You know, I'm big and bad, and this is what I don't like, this is what you don't like. Well, in the bottom line, whether she's nominated or not, or if someone else comes along, there's really no um, um, telling what they will rule. Judge uh, West Roberts. Yeah, he, he the, the, the Republicans are so mad at him sometimes because he often goes against what their conservative thought process is. So that's another example that this could be good, could be bad. But I go back to the initial thing that Trump said. You know, you can be mad about them trying to fill this seat all you want to. But he said it. They have the Senate. Republicans have the Senate. They have the White House. And that's the consequences of the last election. So basically, you just need to suck it up and drive on. Let's get off your butt and vote either way. See, and it goes back to what I say a lot of times. You know, everybody's concentrated on, on the presidential election, but you look, you need to look and see who your, your, your representatives are. Who are you sending to Congress? What are their train of thoughts? Why they go? Why? 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 But 
Once again, they don't want you to think like that. That's that's not the the the, the, the mindset you should be in. You should just be concentrated on that person that's in the, in, in the, at sixteen hundred Pennsylvania Avenue uh, for eight years. That's all you should be concentrated on. But you have those like Mitch McConnell, um, Pelosi, Schumer, all them been up there for decades over multiple presidencies, and you wonder why we can't get anything to change. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Okay? I, I am. Let's see what somebody here. I look like somebody won't come in and talk to me for a minute. Let me get them over here. All right, Triple One, welcome to the show. You're talking to Mr. Talk. What you got for me? Hello. Are you there? Okay, whoever calling in on Skype. Okay, maybe they pressed it by mistake. But anyway, so that that's where we are with this 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 confirmation thing. And I'm I'm telling you, that's how it's working. Now you're gonna be me go and look up the Federalist Society. Okay? Go and look it up. You'll be surprised at what you find. <laughs> but um yeah. Um, of course, Roe versus Wade, you know, the uh, abortion rights, basically, which is interesting because both candidates, they kind of uh, ran away from that topic right there. Nobody really wanted to talk about that. And I, I, politicians, politically, I see why they don't. Okay. Um, and, of course, uh, Biden decided that um, he would not. You know, he wasn't going to comment on whether he supported a filib- the ending of the, sub- the filibuster or packing the Supreme Court. Okay. Now, y'all know what a filibuster is. I don't have to tell y'all about that. When they get up there and just blah, 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 and talk forever to keep from uh, anything from passing. Yeah, they're good at that. That's, that's an old trick, a very old trick that Republicans used to use. Yeah. So, but this packing the court thing, that's that's interesting in itself. Because it it seems to be the the main thing that uh the 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 president and, and vice president are are trying to get um Biden and um Harris to say talk about. It. And I don't think it is is adding more justices to the court in your favor. Like right now, it's at nine. You know, if they wanted to, they can try and pass a, a legislation to get up to 12, well, 10, 11, 12, 15. You know, it doesn't matter. So that's what they mean by packing the court. Now, if I was Biden and Harris, yeah, I would stay away from that because they really have no idea whether they're going to do it or not. They may have discussed it. No, no, it's not going to happen. No, I don't think they want to put tie themselves down politically like that. Um, has it been done before? Of course, it's been done before throughout history. No, last time was Ulysses um, Grant. Yep, that had that set the number to the current number nine. Of course, you know, uh, who who did it? I think it was Roosevelt the, during the New Deal. 
New Deal thing. Uh, tried to up it a little bit, tried to pack the courts, but that was shot down by Congress. Y'all notice who keeps shooting stuff down and who keeps things from passing? And I keep saying, and I don't know how much of y'all are listening, but Congress. Once again, we said Congress. As I said before, you have to pay attention to who really runs, who really has the control when they're doing what the people asked them to do or voted for them to do. Yeah. But anyway, as we move on, <laughs> as we move on, yeah. So that that was something in the, in the debate that was interesting. Um, when they start talking about COVID nineteen, you know, it, it's the same argument they had the whole time. Little did we know at the time, though, that the president had tested positive. Yeah, he had tested. He ended up testing positive for, for COVID nineteen, and of course, it, it was it, that that was interesting in itself. Because here's my thought process. You're the president of the United States. You're trying to tell people that it's not real or it's not that bad, and you don't have to wear a mask. You go out and, and contract the, the virus yourself. So, I mean, what is that telling the public? If you can't protect yourself, you're the president, and I know you got the so-called best doctors there is. And yet you still catch it? Now, you can look at this thing two ways. Well, three ways, actually. Was it real? I think a lot of people didn't believe it was real, um, honestly, because of who it was and past actions, especially after the performance in the debate. You know, it was like, uh, yeah, you just want some sympathy now because you really screwed up the debate somewhat. But then, then you go back and you're like, okay, they took him to walk to read. That, that's a real, you know, that's that's a heck of a plan. You can go that far to make people believe you were sick. However, then um, the names and, and the cases started rising. Within the inner circle that had attended the same uh, outing or rally, whatever you want to call it, that the president had when he was, oh, this is what it was. He was introducing um, Amy Connie Barrett, the Supreme Court nominee. And a lot of people was there. And the majority of them that were there began to what? Show symptoms. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Now, we know this president... You know, he's not going to show signs of any signs of being sick, sick, because that goes against uh, his moral compass. You know, he can't show any weakness. You know, but but then again, but then again, here's here's some other things you have to talk about as well. You know, do you really want someone who's going to show weakness when they're sick? Now, you may want them to tell you the truth. <laughs> That's a whole different story. But. You know, he he withheld his own. Now, that little Sunday ride, and let me tell you about the Sunday ride. Basically, it was a compromise between him and his doctors because he wanted to leave that Sunday. The president wanted to leave the hospital that Sunday. Doctors were like, no, you're not, no, 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 you're not, you can't do that. So, of course, the president threw a fit like he always does. So then what happened? They decided to go ahead and let him take that ride, you know, to wave at his fingers. Because he needs that 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 reinforcement, 
And that's all these rallies are, reinforcement for his, his personality, his narcissistic personality. But anyway, that's why he took the ride. Okay. Well, other than that, you know, there's really nothing, uh, nothing interesting going on with COVID besides what we already know. It's deadly to some. Others don't have real serious symptoms, but they do have symptoms. And it's something to, to actually be careful about. And what I think it does show um, with the president contracting COVID-19 is nobody is immune. No one is immune from this thing. Now, if if, if the president would have been uh, the normal Joe Blow, didn't have, didn't wasn't the president, and would he have gotten the meds that he he got to um, help him through it? We don't know. Probably not. Probably not. But then again. <laughs> It's the Trumpster. But there are some um, numbers out there that say his treatment for the average Joe would have cost around $10,000. $10,000. Does that, is that um, with the, the president's uh, new prescription rates that's supposed to be so low, where insulin is so low it's cheap? That's part of his health care plan. Y'all know that, right? Because, you know, for the last three years, we've been hearing about the same thing, this health care plan that he's going to introduce. And that is so great and so wonderful to replace the Affordable Care Act, a.k.a. Obamacare. But you haven't seen anything yet. Of course, he claims that this prescription price drug, I mean, drop, that, uh, yeah, that, that was part of his health care plan. Yeah. Sometimes you give yourself headaches trying to follow all this craziness. Um, of course, the president went on to say, you know, there's a vaccine that's going to be soon. And, uh, of course, Biden went and countered that with saying, well, the science says and the expert says maybe the end of the year, but maybe, maybe next year. So depends on who you want to believe. That that basically was a wash. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was a wash. Um, then they talked about the economy for a moment, and you know the president did his thing. He bragged about um, what the economy was before he took over. How the Obama administration had the slowest recovery, although numbers um, dispute that claim. Uh, yeah. And then Joe Biden countered with. Um, that millionaires and billionaires had become rich during the pandemic, and you know a lot of people lost their jobs. Are the ones that were on, a lot of people who lost their jobs were the ones on the front line helping people. Yeah, they were helping people. And Joe Biden said something that was pretty interesting. You can't fix the economy until you fix COVID-19, which was a jab at the administration's handling of the uh, pandemic at this, you know. As up to now. Yeah. See, these are the little barbs that they took at each other. And I thought that statement by um Biden really hit hit home. You can't fix the economy until you fix COVID nineteen. 
once again, as Trump's opened a statement about, you know, they basically run everything so they can do what they want to, that is a true statement too. That is. Because you got to get the schools fully back open. Some places, businesses still haven't opened. And of course, for you drinkers and you partiers out there, we know some of the, a lot of the bars aren't open, so you're really struggling. <laughs> um, on the economy, Joe, Bomb, Joe Biden promised to delete the president's tax cuts. You know, especially one that dropped the corporate tax rate down to 21 percent. Biden says he's going to push it back up to 28. It's basically where it was during his administration. You know, and anyone that makes less than I think he said uh, 45,000, you know, won't have to face of a tax rate increase. And that's what that's what Joe Biden said. We're going to come back. Whoever wins, we're going to come back later on and try to figure out. <laughs> um, who's gonna, who, who's actually gonna be right on this thing? Because I don't know. I have no idea. Hold on, let me see uh, what we got going on here. Um, triple one, are you there? Hello. Okay. Somebody else pushing one. They listening. They just not the hobby. Okay, so um, the part that really got everybody excited in the presidential race was when they started talking about racism. And, uh, yeah, this was really interesting. Okay. Um, Biden was accused of um, not wanting to say law and order, <laughs> which was crazy in itself. He didn't want to say they Trump pushed him to say law and order. Which Biden only said law. He did say order, but who doesn't want law and order? You see, once again, yeah, think about it. Who really doesn't want law and order? As always, it's taking facts and twisting them around. It really is. Um, Trump, he he badgered badgered Biden by Antifa. And um, Biden responded, well, Antifa is not really a terrorist group organization. It's more of an ideology. Now, actually, Joe Biden got that from his own FBI director, okay? And that wasn't one of his original thoughts. So we really don't know what he, how he feels about Antifa. The president tried to get Joe Biden to, um, about Black Lives Matter. And you know, said that Joe Biden is is, is a, uh, wanted to defund the police. Yeah. Now, Biden said something that that was interesting in that exchange. And once again, you know, when you when a lot of people are watching these things, they really aren't paying attention to what they're saying per se. They hear the words, but nothing else coming out of their mouth basically for a lot of people. But um, Biden said something that I've been saying forever. You know, no, we defunding the police, okay, no. But what he said is, he, you know, the law enforcement needs mental health professionals riding with them so they can handle calls that should not necessarily uh, need lethal force. I agree with that. 
I agree with that. Along with community policing. <sighs> now, when you start my community community policing, you know, I got a whole different thought process on that. Okay, Biden says, well, we need officers that, that live in the neighborhood, that knows people in the neighborhood, so forth and so on. Okay, I get with that. But when I think of community policing, you know, um, I'm not thinking about law enforcement at all. I'm thinking about the people in the neighborhood themselves. That's what I think of when I, you know, think of community um, policing. Because when I was growing up, we had uh, community policing. Policing, we did. It was other people, moms and grandmoms, sitting out there on the on the porch watching what you did and correcting you on the spot. Now we know this is a different time, and a lot of that can't go on without a whole lot of argument and craziness going on. But if we truly want community policing, that's what it has to be. That's what it has to be. That's what it needs to be. And until that happen, happens, really, there's there's not going to be any uh, real solution to this problem. I'm just saying. And, of course, President Trump urges his people to go to the polls and watch for any cheating, you know, ballot box stuffing or, you know, I, I, yeah. Basically, telling his people to go to the polls and act a fool, and you know what's going to happen then. Somebody's going to act a fool back, then you're going to have a whole lot of issues going on that were unnecessary. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So that's, that was basically the, the presidential debate in a nutshell. Some interesting things were said, but really, ah, the same old, same old party lines. But as I said before, when President Trump said we have the Senate, we won the White House, and elections have consequences, there was never a truer statement said. Never a truer, true, truer statement. One of the few things you can actually say, well, he told the truth about. And if the Democrats had the same advantage, they would do the same thing. Yeah. I.e., go back to Gore when when um, Obama was in office. They didn't have the Senate, so he was blocked. So that rings true. <laughs> that does. Hello, Triple One. Welcome to the show. Hello, Mr. Talk. Hey, Maze. How you doing? I'm just fine. I just need to get my stand on what I've been listening to and these crazy people. <laughs> oh, now, they, hey. So if they don't give if they don't give the give the stimulus to the people, that means that they're gonna cut the police department, right? And then you talk about and then you talk about community policing. Uh huh. We had we had cops in our community, and we also had people in the community. You know, True. In, like lives across the street from us, on the side of us, or whatever. So right. and then, and then I heard Mitch McConnell say something. He was talking about when they blocked uh, Obama from having a Supreme Court justice. He said they yeah. blocked a whole lot of stuff he wanted that he can do. Yeah. So Sean Henderson said, well, "Obama could have did all this," and he said, "No, I blocked a whole lot of stuff he could have done." Yes, he did say that. I've been telling people that every time they open their mouth, and nobody was listening, and he just came out and really told what I've been saying. <laughs> well, you know what, Maisie. <laughs> 
Actually, you didn't have to be a rocket scientist to figure that out if you really follow what was going on. The the whole yeah. Obama administration, the time in office, you didn't have to be that bright to figure that part out. I'm not well, calling I, the people dumb, but I'm just saying, if you're really looking, it's not hard to see. But yes, Mr. McConnell did go on, on I think it was on a Fox News interview yeah, uh, where he yeah. actually admitted that okay. and smiled okay. about it. A lot of people just catching up. And this is four years ago. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't even think they're really just catching up, Maze. I think they're just still in the dark. <laughs> you know, like you said, you could tell some people think they go, really? And look it up themselves. And then you have others that be like, no, it didn't happen. Or others Not be like, I don't really I'm care. Somebody asked me what's wrong with me. I'm like, nothing. I'm just thinking for myself. And then we wanted this Fox News want to say that he want to pack the courts. I said, now, uh-huh. when they were having that debate, she said that y'all are packing the courts because these judges that y'all putting on the court now, how many of them look like somebody else besides you all? Did you get an answer? Yep. Nope, sure didn't. In fact, Mike Pence looked kind of strange when she said it. Like, he wasn't ready for that one. That was something that wasn't covered in debate practice. So yeah. she, she hit him hard. And what y'all know is, we're talking about the presidential and vice president. I mean, the vice presidential debate right now. And mm-hmm. um, when um, Mike Pence went after uh, 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 Harris, yeah, went, yeah. Went, went after Harris about um, her record in, in uh, um, California and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, and she hit him back with, with what Mace just said. You no, know, if we want to mm-hmm. talk about packing the court, so let's talk about it. You know, out of 50. A few Supreme Court justices that have been appointed by President Trump, not one of them have been black. Yeah. But I'm saying, yeah. what do you think they're going to do for the community when they try to go to complain about something? Is it going to smack them down or are they going to help them out or what's going to happen? Like they used to a long time ago. What? Like they used to do to people a long time ago. Put them in prison for a crime they didn't commit. Who's going to be there to stop them? <laughs> well, you know, uh, yeah, think about it. I guess it depends on who's in charge, you know. But once again, you know, these judges they're put there for lifetime appointments, so you know they they're there for a while, and they're not qualified. That's why I ain't well, I mean, you couldn't find two or three or some other other race besides them, besides them. It doesn't have to be about whether they're qualified. If they're on this list and they're part of this federalist society group, mm-hmm. they don't have to be qualified. They have been what? approved by the federalist society. Yeah. And once they're approved, then yeah, it doesn't matter whether they're qualified. That's who they're gonna they're they're gonna nominate. Because that's so, who they're approved to nominate. Yes. Yeah. So my question is, what do the Federalist Society have in common that they want for us? And people that don't look like them. Nothing. Unless you unless you classify yourself as conservative. <laughs> so That's that, was it. My, that was my tip for today. And my last one is Fox trying to lead with packing the court. That's one of those Fox uh, things they wanted to spread. But they put a cap on it. So now they don't have nothing to put in front of them. Yeah. 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 It used to be the Fox would lead. The story and everybody else will come with it. ABC, NBC, and all of them will come with the same thing, but they're putting a cap on it now. That's not what we're here for. <laughs> you know, well, you're right. I mean, it really has no, 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 um, and see, this is why I, I said it's wise that 
Biden and Harris don't answer that question because yeah. it doesn't give it doesn't make it a talking point then. Nope. See, it doesn't make it a talking point. They can't be attacked on that besides they won't answer the question. Okay, so they just won't answer the questions. You know, and actually, and actually, Biden said, you know, I answered after the election. In other words, if I win, then okay. If I don't win, okay. <laughs> you know. So I'm glad they ended that one. So with that, Mr. Talk, I gave my point, in my opinion, what I thought today. And uh-huh. someone that I always do and been doing it for years, and going to keep it up. And you have a good That's, That's it, man. There you go. That's all you got to <laughs> do. <laughs> you know, but before I let you go, you know, Joe Biden actually has said in the past, that um he 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 was a, he is opposed to expanding the court because he said it would politicize the judicial branch, which is right, which you know which is going you know basically what they're accusing the Democrats of trying to do. But they had one justice off and it didn't matter then, so they want to add one now and then and it doesn't matter. So why would they what they're doing matter whatever they do? <laughs> well, you know what, mate? It really does. In the long run, to us. You know, yeah, it it it, uh, it will affect us, but we have no control mm-hmm. over that. We really don't. Yeah. Because, what they uh, to, huh? What they trying to take to the court had nothing to do with us. They want to make it look by us, except for giving yeah. us our rights. They might take them away from us. They well, have to vote and, anyway. And, and and that's what that that's what the the the, the um that's what the um the, the Democrats are are saying basically. You know, if you put the majority of conservative judges on there, they're going to start taking away the rights, a lot of rights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and of course, when you start talking abortion, that's a hot button issue anyway. And it always, <laughs> have you noticed how abortion always comes up around elections? Other than yeah. that, nobody yeah. wants to talk about it until it comes to election time. And everybody wants uh-huh. to talk about abortion. But I'm glad Kamala said what she did. She don't have the right to tell a woman what to do with her body, and she don't have a right to tell a man what to do with his. Because it's not your business. I don't believe in abortion, but it's not my right to tell somebody else what to do with their body because I'm not. I mean, it's, what does it got to do with me or her or whoever trying to be in the way? And them abortion people that sitting on the corner with their signs up, I'm a lot of these people getting shot down. Where are y'all? That's being aborted too, but you're not looking at that. Wow. <laughs> they're looking at abortion. The Bible says that's not kill. Abortion is killing. The death penalty is killing, but they believe in the death penalty, but they don't believe in abortion. So what is it? You kill well, after they get here? <laughs> you know, you know, Mace. You know, it, it, that the abortion is one of those 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 subjects that many yes. people feel that you you can't be, you have to be either on one side or the other. Uh-huh. You know, and I disagree with that. I disagree with that. Yes, I believe that you know a baby should be born. I really do. And no, I don't believe in abortion. If you have you get pregnant every nine, ten months, and then you go in there to, to, to abort the baby just because. No, I'm, I'm not with that. But in the case of uh, of rape, incest, you know, uh, something, the baby is, you know, quality life won't be good, or you know, still, yes, yes, I, I'm for abortion for that. So you, you really can't be, you know, and, and it's once again. The, the the American way, either you have to be yes or no. But if you look at that big picture, you can't be just yes or no. But it, the poli- the poli- politicians want you to think that that's the way you can be. And so, you know, it, it, it's a very, very interesting and um, intriguing topic. It really is. 
I, I guess mm-hmm. it just depends. Now, but you, you have, know, as far as a woman, huh? go ahead. This way. Now they don't want to have them, them have abortion. They also don't want them to have uh, to have pills or nothing either. They want to take that away from them. So I don't understand when they say abortion. They talking about taking everything. <laughs> well, like, it's confusing to the whole situation. But they believe in the death penalty. Death is death, regardless of how you do it. Isn't it? it <laughs> yeah. You Thank know. You. Uh, um. You know, in a lot of cases, made you know people. Uh, uh, you know, I Hell guess you have to think about the 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 the, um, the environment, the sociological environment, you know, society they live in or they con, you know, where they live at, as to how they feel about it. Um, abortion, abortion is is not an easy topic, but it's it's amazing how the the, the politicians will flip flop, you know, depending on what their constituents say. Man, that's a hard word to say today. But um, yeah, and so you know, it, it's the abortion is really, really hard, you know. But I, I would like to see at least somebody, well, like Kamala Harris say, yeah, you know, I, I believe that a woman should have the right to do with her body, you know, and um, no man should tell them what to do with it. Oh, no, I would say no man or woman. Huh? That's right. And, but what is it? Yeah. If somebody comes asking me about getting an abortion, I said I wouldn't do it. But that's your body. You do what you want to. But I ain't going to be trying to go and take it to no court or something to, to, to act like it's the last thing on the planet. You know what, Mace? I'm glad you said that. You said you wouldn't do it. And and, and I'm not mocking you or nothing like that. But when you say stuff like that, well, when I hear things like that, and I'm not picking on you, Mace, because I'm not trying to argue with you, Mace. <laughs> You're going to beat me up today. Um, well, you know, it's, it's it's one of those things. It's easy to say that now because you aren't put in a situation where you have to consider it. You know, and, and that goes to the point that no man would ever be in, in a uh, a situation to where he has to decide whether to to um, end the life or of something that's living inside you. You know, that's a hard mm-hmm. decision to make. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. That's a very hard um, decision to make. And that's why I said I, I don't know how um, you can sit there and say no, it's just not going to happen because th- th- that's not their decision. Now that's not saying that it's right. I'm not saying that's wrong to have one. But what I'm saying is that should be left up to the individual themselves, yeah. and you know let them take it up with God whenever you know they get to the gates mm-hmm. or what have you. And that, I mean yep. that's all you you really can do. But to make laws and stuff and say no because we don't like it, it's not. Uh, you know, not not a good good idea to me. It's really not. And then you know, then you have to think about okay, if if they were to go ahead and eliminate you know abortion clinics or what have you, how many of them same women would be going out getting you know un unsanitized stuff things to, to abort it themselves? Maybe killing killing more than just the the fetus, but themselves. So you know you have to take a look at all this because whether they're there whether they go to the whether it's decided you know for or against it's still going to happen you know more under you know underground than anything which still a lot of abortions um, are happening on underground because a lot of young ladies don't um can't afford to go to a clinic even though some of them are pretty much free but anyway go ahead what you're going to say Nate but to say say this. America shouldn't talk about abortion because they have aborted babies and the woman didn't have a choice. 
They have sterilized women, and they didn't have a choice. So how can they be sitting up talking about abortion? Woo. That's my point. When <laughs> 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 you forget about the dirty deeds that was done, and in the court, in in, in the Supreme Court, anybody else you stand up there and they can't give you an answer. No, you're right. And if, did they ever take that to court to the Supreme Court? If they did, they wouldn't open their mouth anymore. <laughs> so they wouldn't open their mouth at all. You know, you know what, though, I'm glad you. You know, it's interesting. Um, and this just popped in my head. I wonder if any of them would actually ask. Well, no, she's got seven kids, so I'm sure her answer would be no. <laughs> well, she, got, ask, she, got, she got two adopted huh? ones. I don't know why they, where they came from or why do you yeah, well, adopt kids. Uh, well, they still, they're still seven kids, so I, I guess she she, mm-hmm. she would definitely be against uh, abortion. Yeah, yeah. a whole lot of yeah. them had it. <laughs> <laughs> huh? But I gotta go, Mr. Talk. <laughs> it was nice talking to you. Yeah, I wouldn't be in there yeah. with you today. We didn't have to get into no argument. You know what, Baze? I'm glad. We usually don't. It's, it's you mm-hmm. and your friends that get in, get in discussion, extra long discussions, but I'm not. <laughs> That's Chris Anke that get into the argument, and I don't know where he is. I guess he's still drinking them sodas, uh, letting the water out from him that he was drinking with this businessman. <laughs> <laughs> this businessman brought a lot of business. I mean, businesses are closing up like crazy now. Yes. Yes. I mean, all huh? I see with this is that everybody closing up, closing up, they're going to have to start all over, but they might not be able to start off and get their business the way they got it the first time. Crickery. Yeah. It might be other You're right. To start yeah. And so a, lot of the, a, see, a lot of the small businesses have shut down because, you yeah. know, they were barely hanging on anyway. And with, uh-huh. when this happened, you know, that just pushed them over the ledge. And it's sad. But can you say that it, it was the wrong thing to do to shut down the economy? Can you say mm-hmm. it really was the wrong thing to do? You know, th- th- that's another that's another uh, discussion that a lot of them skipped over during the okay. debates as well. Yeah. Say what? Yeah. They should have shut it down and, and to everything. They're still trying to send kids to school and all this and me people are still catching it. I'm like, uh, what's wrong with y'all? And your governor, I don't know what to say about him. I mean, you can't even done. I mean, you can't even mail yourself in a mailbox. What is wrong? <laughs> he taking mailboxes away. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you know what? When I read that one, I'm like, oh my. You know that 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 that's nonsense. But but you know, hey, the president says there's mail there's um voter fraud going on. So what's what's the best way to get your party to do it without even looking like it is say. Where everybody got to drop their, their mail-in ballots in one box. Now, it doesn't matter how far you live away. This is where this box is going to be. If you want to put your ballots in there, that's where you're going to have to go. Now, it can be yeah. a county over. <laughs> you know, but, yeah. <laughs> it just, I mean, that makes me what they're doing. And people get, I mean, you got to be loony if you don't understand what they're doing. They're trying to stop the votes. If you're going to lose, you're just going to lose. You win, you win. Let things roll the way that you It amazes a lot of people just don't care. Do that's too much. Huh? That's too much light. Right. Too much light. Right. Now I want to do right. <laughs> they not only don't want to do right, not gonna do right. Right is not. Not gonna right. do right. You just for yeah. 
<laughs> Maze, but, but you know, before I let you go, I want to I want to ask you a question. You know, because a couple of times during the vice presidential debate, right, Camilla uh-huh. Harris said that she would not be lectured by the vice president on some of the issues he was trying to ask her. Now, to uh-huh. me, now, to me, what that was doing was showing her her black woman side coming out like, dude, don't go there, don't do that, because I'm about to unleash on you. She what went- do you think about that? No, she didn't have to say nothing to him about her black woman's side. She said, she was giving him. She was reading him with her eyes, and she didn't have to say nothing. But what she was doing <laughs> is telling him he wasn't going to destroy her credibility. That's what she was telling him personally as a woman or any kind. But her eyes were telling him from the black woman's side as man, and she was giving him a whole lot with her eyes. <laughs> not, not only was she getting him, she was telling him a story. And he, look, I'm looking at it like, oh, my. If she could just get off camera right now, she'd probably walk over and just read him his rights. I mean, because that's the look. But, but here's, here's the anything. A lot of the so-called um, focus groups found her to be abrasive and condescending. I think, yeah, you can tell they haven't been around a lot of uh, women <laughs> and don't understand no groups that she's given. And Liz Graham, he's Graham walking around begging for money. I just like, really? And Senator McCain is just just busting them up, and, she, and I mean, and what's wrong with Lindsay? Lindsay Look, Lindsay is in the fight for his seat in South Carolina, and the the the, the ad to top it off, it's a black guy, okay, a black yeah. veteran, and he's yeah. he's he's handing it to him right now, and a Democrat to top it off. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Lindsay, Lindsay is in trouble. He said his grandfather was a sheriff for 30 years, and he had the nerve to ask him why was he still paying off his student loan. <laughs> <laughs> I said, it just shows who shouldn't be in office and who should be. Because Lindsey's well, been gone a long time ago. He should have never been there, really. But the Democrats helped keep him in office, so now he's stuck between a rock and a hard place. He don't know what's going to happen to him. Well, you know what? A lot of the Republican senators are, are, the senators are as well. And, mm-hmm. you know, because because of their support throughout these last three and a half years for the president. Yeah. Uh, and people people are like the people are like, Yeah, no, it's time it's time to do some things now because this is no, we tired of this nonsense. And the one we're in tired your state. Of this huh? And the one in your state. Who? Ted Cruz. Yes, Ronnie. Huh? Corning. Man, Corning. You know what, Cornyn, um, it's another one. Cornyn represents this area. I forgot the guy's name. That's how much I see him. But um, oh, okay. yeah, they, they, you know, they're photo op hogs. They, they, you know, they, they're straight, you know, lines, the partisan lines. They're not gonna do no more or no less than they have to. They're really not. Okay. You know, so when when those when those in the, those two when they speak, you know, and Ted Cruz. I'm still. I have lost so much, so much, so much respect for Ted Cruz. You know, there's and the way I'm saying I had a little bit, but But when you get up there and you defend a man that has insulted your family, I mean your your, your father, I mean, uh, -uh, call big names on national television. No, and I'm gonna stand there and support you and and take up. I don't think so. I'd rather say nothing. And he got the nerve to be trying to sell a book too. (laughs) <laughs> you know what? <laughs> look, 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 you know, you know more than I do. I didn't, I didn't even know he had written a book. 
Yeah, he wrote a book, and that's why he going around trying to sell. He was on the view trying to sell his book, and they ate him up, and he didn't have an answer. He was just like Lindsey Graham, and that. Look, I'm like, here's, here's, here's the thing. You know, who really, you look at who the book is written by, like, okay, that book going to be boring. Never mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's a boring book. Why would I read me yeah. But, yeah, Ted Cruz is one of those individuals that really, really, um, I, I don't understand, and maybe – Maybe it's some kind of magical dust that uh, the president sprinkled <laughs> on these cats, you know, to make them, you know, change their way they act. Because there is no way. I'm sorry. You know, no. You know what the dust is? Let me talk. What I got on what? here. And you better sit up and get in the corner and sit down somewhere and I'm going to put it out there. Just like he said he was having an affair. And that ain't all I got on you. You just start opening your mouth and you're going to be put put down just like you did just session. And I'm quite sure just session is still burning up from fire from angry and the water ain't got on him yet from what happened to him. And I was yeah. glad he was gone. The best thing that ever happened that he sent him home. <laughs> you know what? You know you said something that's interesting though. You said um, he had an affair. I'm like, and how can you really hold that against somebody with all the stuff you done done and the men hidden? You know, all your people going getting going to prison. You know, being indicted, what have you? And you think you're gonna threaten me with some nonsense? Like, no, dude, really? But Mr. Parker gotta go now. I see. I know it only been gone a week or so, but dang, Maze. Okay. You don't have to watch Saturday Night Live to see all this stuff. You can just watch it live. You know, I haven't even seen. I haven't even seen Saturday Night Live in a long since I don't know when. So. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> you need to, you need to, you need to look at it because it was something else. And that flower that was in that house the other night, Look, I mean, you know, the bad part was, I'm sure a lot of people was trying to hit their televisions and trying to get the fly over. Like, dang, this fly not even moving. I oh, mean, he the, the, the fly that's didn't even move. It's like that fly representative. If I could be a fly on the wall, he was in the hair, and that's what he was. Thinking. Hey, I guess somebody need to go look. Somebody need to come up with something and read the fly mind and see what was really going on because that was hilarious. And nobody told the man, you know, do a swap with your hand or something. The fly just sitting there like he 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 enjoying the debate like everybody else. Look at <laughs> he had too much starch in his hair. He couldn't feel it. <laughs> Look, it stayed there so long, I didn't even realize when the fly was finally left. I just looked up and he was gone. But most folks, they like to every time Michelle wear her necklace or whatever, why don't they get a fly pin and put it in their hair and walk around with one in their head? Hey, I'm surprised nobody thought about that yet. Wow. <laughs> that, you know, that you have Ray and put a fly on the top and keep it moving. <laughs> keep it moving. <laughs> well, you have a good day. <laughs> you too, Mace. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. All right, y'all. That was Mace. It's always good to hear from Mace. Mace always bring a, a, a very interesting perspective to any topic. Yes, she does. And she don't be too far off. The majority of the time, now, let's be honest, there's sometimes Mays be left and right. You be trying to figure out where, where you're coming from. But the majority of the time, Mays be on point. <laughs> well, I guess 
I guess Mays basically um, went ahead and um, uh, talked about the vice presidential debate, the main points anyway, because there really wasn't a lot. You know, everybody saw the fly, though. The fly was hilarious, stuff. I think that took everybody's attention off what they were actually saying to see how long the fly was going to stay there. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, and of course, social media really went to work on that fly on his head. But, yeah. I think I got that in a picture on the slideshow, the fly sitting on his head. But, yeah, so that those were the two debates. As I said before, it wasn't a lot. I was basically more going back and forth, you know, really not understanding like it used to be on this show. But uh, <laughs> but if you really listened and paid attention to some of the things that were said, there's, there's some serious things that were, were going on there. And, uh, yeah. They tell the story without telling the story. That 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 is the one of the most interesting things there is. Okay, so um, we keep saying packing the court. For those that don't know what that is, packing the court simply put is when more justices are added to the Supreme Court than currently are seated. Okay, so that's that's the what the Republicans are basically saying. They trying to add more justices to equal, you know, the Democratic and Republican. Um, Mix on the, on the Supreme Court. You know, as I said before, though, does it really, does it really, 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 really matter? Huh? Does it really matter? Because even though you put them there, as Judge Roberts has has proved, that don't mean they will rule the way you expect. Because human nature is, is totally is something else. It really is. Unless you Clarence Thomas. And even Clarence Thomas has had some surprising rulings on certain things. So that goes to guarantee that nothing is, is guaranteed. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't say it like that. That goes to say anybody can, can, can rule differently from what is expected. Because we know Clarence Thomas. He did, he did. In fact, Clarence Thomas really had, didn't say much on the Supreme Court till the last few years. So you know, that goes to show things do change. Yeah, things do change. All right, so moving right along. Hey, we're doing pretty good, y'all. We, we really are. Okay, so the Breonna Taylor grand jury recordings, tapes were released. It was 15 hours of basically you listening uh, to what they, they were saying. And you pretty much got bored after a while because it's, it, you know, it's interesting. You can release the tapes. You can hear, listen, listen, listen. But when they start showing, say, well, this diagram and that diagram, it throws it off because you're not really seeing the same thing there. So you're hearing it, but when it comes to the illustrations, you don't see that. You don't see that. So, uh, you know, it's, all they did was, you know, couple, you know, hid the names of the jurors. Except for the one that sued, I, I don't think that they released her name yet either. Either way, but you didn't hear the prosecutor's um, recommendation for punishment for any of the officers. Okay, and you didn't see the, any of the diagrams or illustrations. Now, with, with that being said, so even though they released, they released the tapes. I mean, you really doesn't don't get a, a, a warm and fuzzy about what really happened. You really don't. But during the recording, there was something that was brought up that, that 
I found a little interesting. And it says, off of Miles Cosgrove, okay, that's the guy who supposedly um, shot, supposedly killed um, Breonna Taylor. Uh, he stated that I just sensed that I fired. It's like a surreal thing. If you told me I didn't do something at that time, I believe you. If you told me I did something, I would believe you too. You know, and, and when I heard that and then went back and read it, it made sense. Now, I know y'all are like, how does that make sense? It's easy. Now, I'm going to go back to my military side, you know, and my deployments. I'm going to tell you. You know, if you walk in, and a couple officers said when they walked in, you know, there, there was a lot of confusion going on. When you walk into someone and your adrenaline is flowing and you hear that first pop that sounds like gunfire, nine times out of ten, you're not, see, and this is where this this training really gets crazy and no knock becomes a problem, no knock warrants become a problem, even though they say they knocked three times. At least three times before they breached. Okay? Now, that's what the testimony said. But from what they heard one shot, they said they walked in, they saw somebody standing. Well, that's what um the guy that got charged with, Wonton, the Wonton thing. But anyway, they walked in, saw somebody standing there with what looked like a long weapon, a long gun. Okay, we know her boyfriend. You know, he fired, pop, supposedly hit the floor and hit uh, one of the officers in the leg. And from that time on, nobody stopped to think, nobody stopped to do anything else. So we're to believe that Miss Taylor's boyfriend fired one time. And from one one time, a barrage of 32, 32 bullets, 22 to 32 bullets was fired. Now, that sounds like a long time, but really it took about two, three seconds, more than likely. Because the drilling is hitting, as soon as you hear it, you're pulling the trigger. You're pulling the trigger. Not saying that you're aiming at anything. Now, I'm not telling you something I'm guessing. I'm telling you something I know. Isn't there? Because you're not thinking anymore. You're defending yourself. You automatically are firing and aiming in the, the direction. You ain't aiming at anything in particular just from where you think the, fire, the shot came from. But the, still, the question that bothers me is the boyfriend fired the shot, 22 shots. Brianna was hit, what, five, six times? But the boyfriend wasn't hit at all. He wasn't hit at all. So what did you fire and duck and Brianna just stood there? Did he push her in the way? Use her as a shield? I mean, what? Or, now I'm going to go a little conspiracy here. Was it just an automatic hit out on her just because? Now, I'll just do that in there. <laughs> but you can't, you can't just rule things out, right? You can't just rule things out. But that is the part that, how did he not get hit, but she did? 
collateral damage, maybe? Can you say that's what it was? It was just her time to go? That's some of the questions I have because the, the, the recordings, the, I mean, they really didn't give you any answers because you couldn't see the illustrations they were being asked to see, to look at. We didn't hear any of the grand jury deliberations. We didn't hear what the prosecutor recommended. We just heard what he got up and said, which basically repeated what President Trump had said earlier in the day. The guy they were actually looking for, he was taken in. He was arrested. He wasn't shot. You know, and then there's something that came out that Rihanna Taylor had a dead body in her car. She was driving around. Well, come to find out, she didn't know that was back there, okay? Her, the, the, the guy they were looking for actually admitted that she had no idea she wasn't even supposed to be driving the car. See, once again, one of those things that you have to pay attention to and, and look into. It just makes you wonder, doesn't it? The boyfriend fired the shot, but she's the one who died. Five shots. Then the officer said, well, if you told me I did something, okay. If you told me I didn't, okay. And, and that, that, that is natural act right there. That's natural action right there. You get fired at, and you have a way of firing back, you're going to open fire. Not necessarily looking at what you're firing at. Now, I'm not saying that it was right. Okay, don't y'all go, go jumping on me about that. I'm not saying that was right, what happened. But what I am saying, I can understand his statement right there. Because he, he really didn't, he just know there was a shot fired from the opposite direction. Now, the other knucklehead running around the back of the house, firing into the, yeah, he, he knew exactly what he was trying to do. He really did. That, that was dumb. East Coast, what's up, brother? I see you. But yeah, so that 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 was interesting to say the least. So hopefully, sometime down the line, we'll get to, to see a little bit more uh, about what went on. You know, they've been showing the little pictures of the the apartment, and it was a narrow hallway. It really was, and, and, and that's another thing. The pictures show a narrow hallway. So. The boyfriend fired. He must have ducked back into one of the rooms, and Brianna was standing right there, left standing there. Now, I'm going to tell you, that's a sorry man right there. But that's what happened. He should, you know. But anyway, so the narrative and what we're hearing kind of just don't, it's not going together. It, it, it really isn't. You know, the body, first there was no body camera, then all of a sudden there was body camera after the scene. I mean, it just don't. It just doesn't look right. It doesn't you know? It doesn't jive with the narrative that's being given. Now, will we ever find out? Probably not until ten, fifteen years from now. Yeah. But anyway, so that was that. What happened with the Brianna Taylor thing? Um. Whew. Now this is a crazy story here. This is really crazy. Last Thursday, prosecutors arrested six men who plotted to violently overthrow the government and kidnap Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Several members talked about murdering tyrants and taking a sitting governor. The group decided they needed to increase their numbers 
and encourage and 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 encourage um, their neighbors to to talk to and encourage each to talk to their neighbors and spread their message. These guys twice conducted surveillance at the Governor Whitner's private holiday home in the north of the state. They spoke with they spoke about abducting her to stand trial for treason. Treason. The alleged kidnapping plan was in reaction to what they perceived as her uncontrolled power. Those involved had planned very act, various acts of violence. Now, okay, this is interesting uh, because for the longest, only thing you heard about stuff like this was the the protests for Black Lives Matter mixed in with Antifa, how violent and and, and you know terrible these individuals were. But here's a group of people, men. White men, yeah, I'm gonna say it. Um, they actually plan to kidnap a governor, kidnap a governor, and make her stand trial for treason. Where have we heard that before? Oh, yeah, that's what President Trump says all the time. And perceive she had uncontrolled power because she went open up the state. That, that, oh. Oh, my goodness. That's crazy. But here's where it even gets even weirder. The county sheriff, his name is Darleaf, <laughs> interesting, has refused to enforce the governor's stay-at-home orders. Now, he refused <coughs> excuse me, to enforce any of the curfews and things that the governor had you know, sent down, the mayor sent down. He just wasn't doing it. Okay, you the sheriff, fine. Okay, you don't. Hey, that's only right. He was actually seen on stage with some of these guys at a couple of rallies, you know, and they went in a this uh, come together type of rally for everybody, put it that way. Okay. Um, he suggested that the men involved were planning. Listen to this now. This is interesting. I say, here we go. Hey, you know what it's called? Reasonable doubt. The sheriff leave suggested that the men involved were planning to arrest the governor rather than kidnapping her. <laughs> A lot of people are angry with the governor and they want her arrested. So they so are they trying to arrest or was it a kidnap attempt? This is the sheriff, y'all. <laughs> who is he supposed to be? Who is he supposed to be protecting here? So, we go from kidnapping to arresting. Oh, it's okay to arrest the governor. Citizens, militia, you go and arrest them. Really? What is the thought process in that? <laughs> now, I know everybody heard about citizens arrest and all that good stuff. Yeah, but there's certain circumstances where you know, that has to be followed. Yeah, they have to be followed. You know, but there were reports where they were planning to use um, explosives and some other very um, destructive things. I don't think that had to do anything with the rest. But anyway, there's some people calling for the sheriff to resign. 
If you lived in that county, would you call for him to resign as well? I think I would. Or better yet, let's go slash slash arrest. <laughs> I'm sorry, slash slash kidnap slash arrest him and see how he think it comes out. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh yeah, here's something else I wanted to get in. See, Mays kind of threw me off here. But during the debate, look, during the debate, Kamala Harris, she opened up with this great story about Abraham Lincoln, and we, we're back on the um, the Supreme Justice nominee right now. Okay, and you know, she gave us this great story about how Abraham Lincoln, you know, he had the chance to, to uh, nominate a Supreme Court justice, put one on the Supreme Court, you know, during the election year, and he chose not to because it was the right thing to do. That sounded good. That really did. It sounded, you're like, oh, go ahead, you know, because black people, you hear Abraham Lincoln, most of them get up and start clapping. Yeah, hey, hey, good. No, yeah, well, of course, A wasn't that great for black people either, but we're not going to go there right now. Um, and come to find out, that story is a half a truth. <laughs> I know, that story is a, how can you put it, a quarter of a truth. It's not even a half a truth, quarter of a truth. Okay. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I misspoke. Abraham Lincoln decided not to put a Supreme Court justice on the Supreme Court during the election year. Yeah, that's what she was saying. Well, that's a half truth. The part that's true is, yes, he decided not to do the, to put a Supreme Court justice on the Supreme Court during the election year. He did do that. But, as I always say, there's political reasons why they do what they do. Now, Abraham Lincoln was not a lover of the abolishment of slavery, okay? Let's just go and put that out there. Again, the Emancipation Proclamation was a political move. States that really, really were did have slavery and wasn't trying to get rid of slavery were no longer a part of the Union. Don't believe me? Go and read it. It's there. But anyway, I digress. I just had to throw that out there for those who ever heard of Lisa. Yeah. Uh-huh. Don't believe the hype. But anyway, <laughs> here's the rest to that story. Um, yeah, he postponed a, a Supreme Court nomination just for the election that year. Okay. And here's why. The Senate was out of session when the court vacancy opened. Okay, so he couldn't have he couldn't have got anyone nominated or seated at that time anyway, because the Senate wasn't there. They were out of session. Okay? They weren't there. All right? Number two, his reelection during that time was not in question. He didn't have to worry about it. You know, so it really didn't make sense for him to do it and upset his his, his support. And, and, you know, because he did, made that decision, his, his support was even better then, politically, among his people. So that's why uh, um, Abraham Lincoln did not appoint a Supreme Court justice during his re-election year. That's why. As I often say, when you hear certain things, you have to go back and look at it like, and find out what the real deal is. Because these politicians, as you can see, they'll flip-flop. They'll tell you half of it, and they make it sound good. Of course, Camilla made it because she's a former prosecutor. 
you know, they can twist words any way they want to. They, they, that what they, that's what they do. They lawyers. So you have to realize a lot of these individuals in the Senate, what have it, are lawyers. Some of them are even judges themselves. Have been judges. So yes, they know how to twist words. And they're counting on you, the American citizen, not to go and research and find out what the real deal is. That's why I'm here to help you find out. Now, here's another interesting thing. Um, Since the president did have uh, COVID-19, they were going to make the following presidential debate, which was supposed to be a, a town hall setting. Now, and I'm going to give you my take on that in a minute. Um, but because the president, you know, did contract COVID-19, he decided that, uh, I'm sorry, they decided that, no, they wouldn't do it. They'll hold a virtual. Well, the president said, no, 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 I'm not doing a virtual nothing. You know, that's a waste of my time, which goes to show, you know, he really don't care about what you want to know or, or debating anything. He needs to be there to get his moral support. But anyway, um, it was supposed to be town hall. They changed it to virtual. President said, no, I'm not going to do it, which I read earlier they, they may be considering. But Joe Biden's campaign has said no also. And actually, first after the first debate, I don't think there should be any more anyway. Because I don't think anybody learned anything. No one really changed their minds about, you know, who they were going to vote for anyway, even those that were undecided, they still undecided. So, you know, let's stop in our time, okay? Find something else to do. But you have to understand, too, that second town hall was really going to be interesting because it, the, the second debate, I should say, was a town hall. And we've seen from previous town hall meetings that the president has, he doesn't do well in those 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 situations. Because it causes it, 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 it causes him to think on his feet, and he's not good at that. Now Biden has been in the game a little longer, so he he's a little bit better at the town hall thing. But President Trump, that would be oh man, that would been a, a, a failure to, ooh, for the ages. Just like the last one he had when the two people asked him questions he was not ready for. Interesting, isn't it? <laughs> Very interesting. So right now, there's no more debates because there was only supposed to be the one vice presidential debate. We had that. Okay, that's over with. Now they can go back to you know doing whatever they do in the media, what have you. Okay, as far as the presidential one right now, there isn't any more planning. There shouldn't. They really shouldn't be. They really shouldn't be. No more men should go and relax, get their Geritol, and get ready for the long run. 22 days, people, 22 days before election time. I know some um, places are beginning to early vote, and I would highly suggest if you have a chance to go ahead and vote early, utilize the early voting process. That way you don't have to wait until November the 3rd to stand in long lines. Just a suggestion. That's what I'm going to do. You know, and once again, pay attention to your local representatives and who you who's up for Congress, their seats in Congress. I'm not telling you vote one way or other. I'm just saying go and do it. Pay attention to that because those are the ones that, that really have control of the power as 
Mitch McConnell and Nancy Pelosi have shown. That's all I'm going to say. And your local, your city council, your mayor, it's it, it just the whole thing. Your alderman. I know some places have an alderman. Okay, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's it. That's it in a nutshell. Okay, so I think I pretty much covered everything I wanted to cover today. Um, I may have forgot something. Oh, yeah, real quick. Mail fraud. You know, the president, he's hot on mail fraud. You know, there's our, there were a couple of instances. Um, where was this at? Yeah, da, da, da. Wisconsin, three trays of mail were found in a ditch at the intersection of two highways in Greenville, Wisconsin. Okay, this was on September 21st. But actuality, you know, that's the headline. But the context of the mails was mixed, but did contain several absentee ballots. So that's what you hear the president yelling about a lot. It didn't say it was all absentee, just contained some. I know some people say, well, some, but what if that some was yours? Anyway, um, here's another place. Hundreds of ballots were left unaccounted for in tubs in Milwaukee. At least 160 ballots were erroneously returned to the local election office, and almost 400 had issues with the postmarks, leading to confusion over whether they could be counted. All right. Um, yeah. <laughs> so there are small instances, and in West Virginia, a postal carrier pled guilty to mail and election fraud at the meeting. He changed the political affiliation on multiple voter ballot requests from Democrat to Republican. Now, here's the interesting interesting about this. The guy said basically that um, he admitted to tampering with some of the requests he delivered as a joke. He did not know any of the voters were whose requests he changed. So he thought it was funny he would change it. So, you know, those are some examples of what I guess would be considered fraud. Is it overwhelming? No. But can it happen? Yes. You know, but if possible, do it yourself, man. Go in person. Oh, yeah, I know it's something I forgot. The Supreme Court is going to hear some cases here pretty soon. That's another point why they're trying to get this justice on. Um, Yeah, it's, it's some important stuff. Voting rights in Arizona. We we talked about the uh, Affordable Care, aka Obamacare. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Of course, the Mueller grand jury material. The Democrats still trying to get that, and the administration is trying to block it. <laughs> Anything new on that one? But the biggest thing is about Obamacare. Okay, and the challenges says uh, a group of more than a dozen public states argue that President Trump's 2017 tax cuts effectively rendered a key provision of Obamacare unconstitutional, and therefore the entire health law should be struck down. The GOP challenges note that the law's original design depended on a requirement that most people purchase insurance and set up a tax penalty for noncompliance. But the Trump tax cut zeroed out of the penalty, zero um, penalty, which according to the litigants should cause the whole Obamacare structure to be collapsed. So once again, you think the tax cuts were for you? 
Nope, just another way to try and get rid of Obamacare. You know, I heard somebody say something the other day. It was quite funny. They said, uh, you know, Obamacare is like an old karate movie. I don't know how many of y'all got to see Black Belt Theater. Y'all remember those, those where the one guy be fighting everybody and the one boss be telling, Chang-Chi, 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 and then they all run in and get beat down. And then the one guy be standing there, you know, just beating everybody down going, hmm, come on, who's next? You know, and that's what the community said Obamacare is, is like right now. Every time they come after it, they get beat down. So, once again, that's why they try to get this, this judge on there. Hopefully, she'll side with the rest of them and change, change um, Obamacare health care. Of course, we're still waiting for the president to present his own health care plan. We haven't seen it. He said... He said uh, that this thing with prescription drugs, um, prices dropping, he worked out. Yeah, we know how that really worked out. And he said he brought back college football in Ohio and the Pac-10, the Pac Big Ten. Yeah, he didn't. But he would like to take credit for that. He, <laughs> would you like to see him out on the football field? <laughs> that would be funny. Oh, man. Oh, but anyway, I got to get out of here, man. We got 30 seconds left. Hey, I want to thank y'all for listening to the show today. It's been fun. Um, just remember, I'll be back next Monday with more. Don't know what it's going to be, but it'll be something. All right, so just remember, keep smiling, show appreciation, give with open heart, and make sure you forgive yourself first. If you like the show, your first time listening, hit follow button, or you can send me email at eric, let's, L-E-T-S, talk at gmail.com. All right, so we're going to take you out of here with some patience from the Dream Girl soundtrack. I'll see y'all next Monday, man. Y'all have a great week. Keep living. Come the morning of a brighter day.